and welcome to Brainy Podcast. I'm Saraya Shaw and my co-partner in crime of creativity is Tracy Fuller. And we connected by our passion for understanding what makes people tick, looking at creativity and innovation, and with a wonderful mix of neuroscience thrown in. We're delighted today to be joined by Carleen Jackson. She's the founder and CEO of Cloud9 Insight. It's a business that supports SMEs, implement Microsoft Cloud Tech to enable them to scale up their businesses. She's a frequent speaker and contributor with the BBC, in particular as a guest on BBC Radio 5, Wake Up to the Money programme, and often uh, says that she's a positive thinker who has 100 magic wands that are all working all of the time. And one of the reasons why we wanted to bring her on today is because she really values an environment that allows creativity to flow. Thank you, first of all, for having me here. And uh, it's just one of my favorite subjects uh, around sort of creativity and innovation. And actually, just this very week, we had a whole day offsite. We hired uh, a couple of rooms in a seafront hotel in Brighton. And so you can imagine it. There was an incredible view of the sea. Everyone was away. We were invited people to leave their laptops in the office, uh, invited them away to have a day of, we call it Cloud9 Connected, a day where innovation, creativity and learning uh, and hopefully some fun as well takes place. Because what I think is really important is often as leaders in a business, and especially as the business gets bigger and bigger, you become some way removed from the coalface of what's happening in the external world. What are your clients saying they need uh, and what are their challenges and pains? And maybe even what do your competition do? And so it's an incredible opportunity having an offsite to bring people together across different departments that may not always work together. Uh, there's an enormous opportunity to create an environment in a free flow, but also sometimes in a structured way to give people a voice that maybe sometimes they don't feel they have when they're doing their day-to-day role to sort of share their vision and ideas for what the company could be doing. And it's nice that you're doing that where you're you're kind of taking people out so they can actually sort of not have all the normality around them and actually have a chance to stop and think. Anything you can do to take yourself away from your normal environment, I think, is a really important thing to do. And and certainly for our strategy planning sessions, what we do every year is we pick a different venue, somewhere that's sort of really inspiring and takes you away from sort of the normal, you could say, stresses and pressures of your day job and how you always do it, because you need to start to think differently. And hopefully that new environment might spark some creative ideas and give you space as well, because often if your brain is so busy trying to fix your day problems, maybe you haven't got the time to think about, well, what could be different? Whenever I'm coaching somebody, they nearly always say it's time. Time is the issue. They're rushed to get a solution. They're rushed to come up with a new way of doing something. And so they don't always feel positive with the decisions they finally reach because they've perhaps not given it the full space and thoughts. It's just the fact you mentioned space that made me think about that. Environment is one thing, but we perhaps also need to think about the time that leaders allow for ideas to flow and flourish. You know what? A lot of creativity happens actually outside the sort of the meetings outside their normal day-to-day job so anything a company can do to bring people together socially to build connections across the team is is hugely important 
Uh, we figured out actually that if we hired a number of tables and chairs in a carriage on a train to Paris, it was cheaper than going to a hotel. And so we took the team from Brighton up to London and then to Paris for the day. We had all these worksheets that we'd printed out and prepared. We went to Paris, walked around, went to this lunch that we prearranged. And at the end of the day, had a bit more fun on the train on the way home. And it was one of the best days I've ever had, actually. And and the creativity and the output that came from that, that likely people, it's almost like people's brains had expanded to think, well, if it's possible to have a meeting on a train to Paris, when I work in Brighton, anything's possible, really, isn't it? I love that. And it's interesting because um, I've got a client, funny, I was only talking to them yesterday, where um, we usually use an off-site meeting room. And yet they were saying, are we having it there, the next meeting? Only I, I find that room really difficult to think in. And I said, what is it about that room? And they said, it's too busy. Yes. They've, they've got a whiteboard, but it's full of printed stuff that's all over it. And he said, all I see are the things in the room yes. and I can't clear my mind. So I guess there's something in that from what you were saying. Oh my goodness, yes. You know, I, I don't know a lot about Feng Shui, but I have actually said to the interior designer, that she said she doesn't know a lot either. I said, but I think there's something in that. So it's about not having spaces where clutter can accumulate. It, there is a tranquil peace in a way and plants can often help with that, having windows and warm colours, nature, things like that. In our business, for example, we have hot desking, we have a clean desk policy. Some people might have ordinarily their desks. Uh, I've certainly in my career seen desks that are full of pictures and clutter and maybe it serves them well, but that might impact other people. And so we have, everyone has access to storage so they can put their things. And there's such an important reason from a neuroscience perspective, because otherwise you're pulling, if the brain is sitting there in its black box and it can only work on all the senses, noise, visuals, everything that's coming into it. And then it's trying to sort out what that all means. Is that dangerous? Is that good for us? Should I, what pathway does it need to go down to? What emotions it's creating? So if you've got all that noise that's going on in your head anyway and then you're you're exacerbating it by putting it in a noisy environment that your brain's trying to figure that all out it just hasn't hasn't got the energy or capability really to do that especially not to sustain it anyway when i did my neurolinguistic programming they introduced me to the disney strategy so apparently walt disney used to have three physical rooms when they were designing films the first room was the ideas room, and allegedly it was a sackable offence to, to diss anyone's idea that came up in that room. His theory was that ideas, best ideas, can get squashed before they've even had a chance to develop. People go straight into that won't work. So the idea of having rooms for different different thinking styles, coming back to Ed de Bono, is, is where it came from. So, you know, oh, let's have an elephant that flies you know, we're not going to go straight into that's ridiculous of seeing the weight of an elephant. We go into, well, that's a nice idea. Often idea, great ideas are an evolution of somebody else's ideas. So, it's, but you do often need to sort of set the scene and, and you could say set the rules because you want to invite the sort of, I would say the crazy ideas because you know what, maybe a a component of that might be a seed for somebody else. And one one idea strategy, um, creative strategy that I do a lot is I have a bunch of um, A4 blank pieces of paper and there's a pile of them in the middle of the table and we take one piece of paper and on the top of it, there'll be a, a heading of something that we're looking to get. And it could be that every piece of paper has a different heading or it could be that 
all the piece of papers are blank. And then I invite everybody to put their ideas relating to, imagine it was to do with what should we do this year to have fun and create connectivity in the team. So when you write down your idea, you have to pass it to the right. And then that person either has their own ideas and doesn't bother reading your idea, which is fine, <laughs> or they might be stuck for an idea. So they'll look at your idea and they'll go, that reminds me, oh, how about this? It's an evolution of that idea. And so you keep doing that until you feel the energy sort of, diminishing in the room in terms of everyone's exhausted their ideas and then you could if you want to be really creative you said you could say i know you've got no more ideas but if you had one what would it be write it down and often those are the ones that people are like oh i didn't want to share that one because it was a bit silly but they're forced then to put it down which is which is often a great idea and then you can collect those and and pull them together in a safe way because there's no one's name against the idea it's they're just they're all contributing that's innovation, isn't it? Because I always think, oh, I haven't, that's not my idea. I've just grown somebody else's idea. But in its own way, that is creativity. I've developed it. I've taken it somewhere else. And I tend to give credit to the person that came up with the very first idea. I think one of the important things for me, and to your point, Carleen, I was going to ask you how as a leader, how you role model, because a lot of people will, you know, be looking to you for almost what's allowed well, a culture is probably the way you might define it in some ways, because hopefully the leader is definitely very cognizant of what culture do you want to create. And and allowing for me, I actively say to my new employees, there's no such thing as a wrong sort of a mistake or a wrong answer. It's a learning uh, opportunity. And so giving people permission to to come forward with their ideas that I, the other thing I often say to new employees, I said, I have this theory, which is if you were in a room with a crooked picture, you probably wouldn't notice it after three weeks. So I tell them how immensely valuable it is to hear what they think are our crooked pictures in our business, because that creative inspiration of like, what could be better? What could be different? What are we missing a trick on? Likely before they start becoming part of the furniture and conforming to our sort of standards and norms, I encourage them to sort of like notice these things, write them down, because those things are phenomenally useful for for our business. But yeah, thinking about cultures and behaviors and, and making sure that people understand that creativity is really important. And certainly when I'm in meetings, I be a devil's advocate. It doesn't have to be that way. What if it's a different way? What if we do things differently? I know we've always done blah, 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 but why does it have to be that way? And innovation and sort of could be around how you do things, not just the products that you develop. Uh, And so there's huge opportunity to inspire people to think about how could the future be different? We're going to such new territory. How do we get our brains to kind of think about the possibilities about what could be without being constrained by what we feel we have now? The only certainty is change, although there's definitely a lot of people in this world who cling on to certainty and they they need that. To create safe environments where people feel that change can be positive because certainly in the context of AI, for example, if you've got a marketing team who are not thinking about how AI can make them more productive, then at a career level, they're going to be pretty limited. I wouldn't be surprised if in, if already, if not in the next year, you would struggle to get a job in marketing if you are not confident and competent in leveraging generative AI to support you in doing your day-to-day job. And in order to be able to do that, you have to be able to be highly, in my mind, highly creative about 
how do you talk to this robot, for want of a better word, to command it uh, over a, a number of steps to give you what assistance you need to create whatever it is, whether it's a an image or content or to help you with your idea generation, maybe you're running an event in Paris. And so you might invite AI to help you think about what are the things that I need to consider? How can I make this a fun event? And this is my type of audience. And therefore, the sort of activities that I might do in the agenda and the format and the locations, etc. There's so much you can do in, in just moments of time using AI. See it as a sort of an AI as an assistant, but then to take your intelligence and apply that on top to make something even better. But it's about speeding up that process and hopefully attaining more quality starting point in which you can make something even more brilliant. It strikes me that there's some similarities between how we collaborate with each other. We're just choosing to collaborate with AI. Sort of be in that helicopter to see the connections that maybe if you're a more linear sort of process orientated person, you will just think, well, I need it to do this, write me this. You won't think out of the box on all the possibilities that could make this more interesting. So it is that helicopter way of thinking, isn't it? But then then that comes back to AI is giving us our time back. But if it's giving us our time back, we need to be mindful that if we are going to be more creative in the way that we brief it, we need to have that space to be able to do it. You know, you can't just keep piling people with more and more and more and then go, well, you've got AI now. Where's the idea? You know, there's nothing here. Yeah. Well, hopefully AI will make the the four-day week a reality for many companies if they can do more with less time. Surely that's a great thing for our society, more quality time with our family, friends. Uh, One of the biggest challenges a lot of society faces is poor mental health. So wouldn't it be great to have the freedom of having more time to to spend in a creative pursuit? Certainly for me, I know uh, I'm at my most creative when I'm in a, in the present moment and doing activities such as playing music or cooking. Let's go down that route a little bit because we've talked a lot very much in working environment, but as human beings, where are we at our most creative? What environment support us? So you've just said about utilizing mindfulness, which a lot of people have adopted as, as a standard part of their day and week. But I also find being absent minded and just mind wandering is quite useful for me. And ideas start coming into my head that I wasn't even ready for. It's almost like there's two parts to your brain and I'm not a neuroscientist, so I, you can describe what's actually happening. But there's there's almost like the chatter in your head that's almost like distracting you. And the chatter might be, I really need to do this. And um, there's this drilling going outside. I really wish that would stop. And then there's a sort of like slowing down and the sort of really being present of like, wow, my business is really going. And if I'm really thinking about it, what I really feel that my business needs right now is blah, 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 whatever it might be. And because that reflection time is actually the food, really the value. And so I think, for example, if people are going on a course or having a meeting, you're just always going from one meeting to the next. And I think if you could slow down and have reflection time, it's really important to sort of slow down and think, well, what am I actually hearing and seeing right now? Is the direction I'm taking, whatever, at a personal level or with a business, is it is it still the same direction? What am I hearing? What are the needs I have right now? And unless you're really present and creating strategies to be really present, which is trying to turn off the, the chatter, 
You just reminded me of that really nice phrase of successful companies slow down to speed up. Yeah. Um, I, I, I encourage people to, to reflect and I don't allow enough time myself to do reflection. I tend to put it in my diary and then I'm more disciplined about it. But again, I think reflection's a bit like creativity. You kind of want it to wander in with those absent minded things that you start to join together and the dots are coming through rather than forcing yourself to sit down and think, right, what was good, what wasn't, and being a bit more task-orientated with it rather than free-flowing. We were talking in a previous episode about a fear of failure and perhaps feeling silly, being caught out or being squashed down for an idea. And But what if your experience previously has been somebody that just dismissed any idea you had? I guess that's a real challenge because we only know how they show up to us when we've hired them, not necessarily what's gone on historically. Part of how you can address that challenge as a as a company is if you do genuinely cherish creativity, uh, contribution, or whatever those values are in your business, you can look for those when you're hiring people. You might be particularly looking for particular traits or behaviors. When did you last learn something? Like how did you go about learning that? Certainly younger generation now expect to have a voice and to be able to contribute. If they've always been crushed and told, well, we don't value your, that's not your job. Sit in your little box over there. You do have to sort of unpackage it because they're not going to just come to your business and suddenly think that they can do that. If your culture is one that is more inclusive, you have to work on that. And that's not always easy, but I definitely think that creating safe spaces by potentially on a sort of one-to-one basis, tell people how their ideas are absolutely really important because even if they don't think their idea is great, it might be the inspiration for somebody else to to build on. And hopefully all of that coming together will create the best ideas. If people aren't willing to put their neck on the line on an opinion or put themselves out there to have a go at whatever it is, that's also limiting any environment that can encourage you to be safe. We've used the word safe, but in the context of vulnerability, that's quite a tricky balance as well, because it's also private space. Certainly, again, with younger people new in business, the struggle to actually admit they don't know something, they feel like they should be an expert at everything. And none of us are. We're forever learning, aren't we? One of the things I did early on in my business is I got rid of my office, (laughs) And if if it's possible in your business for leaders to be sat in amongst everyone else, I would encourage people to also hot desk because you learn something new every day from different people that you sit near. But it's great to sort of be amongst your team and really understand, sort of be human and be connected. That physical door and room actually divides you, creates a a real and and an invisible barrier that people feel that exists in terms of it's almost like a power struggle uh, and i think it's really important to be available and connected and really try and understand be in the shoes of people in your business you know, just one question that's kind of burning away here how do you think it works in a hybrid environment because so often for instance my son's in a company and he goes in maybe twice a week I suspect if you spoke to a lot of business owners, they'd be like, everyone back in the office, although unless they're trying to save money on rent and then they might, maybe they'd be quite happy with you all working from home. But 
I think there's a lot of lost opportunity from people being in the office. But what I would say is that there are definitely some strategies that you can adopt. When people come to the office, they're leveraging that time more to create collective moments where they come together. And that could be informal, such as socials. I've come across more and more companies who are installing bars in their office. So maybe at the end of the day, it's an open bar or a certain day of the week, they might have an open bar to, you could say, encourage people to come along or offering activities such as, I don't know, yoga or language or music or whatever it might be to bring people together. One of the things that we do in our business is we use Teams. So we have different sort of channels of of chat, you could say, labeled in different ways. And so we have one called fun and good news. When you have good news and it might be somebody else's good news, it actually releases hormones in your body that make you feel better. So why not share the good hormones, even if it's someone else's good news? But also in in this chat, it's, it's about creating moments of connectedness, even if you're remote, a remote worker, where you can come together and sort of share your knowledge, ideas, good news. Well, Carleen, I've really, 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 really enjoyed this this chat with you. It's been brilliant. I'm so grateful that you come on for it. Josie and I have... I've written so many notes down. I've been forgetting that I'm supposed to contribute. I mean, I just love so many of the ideas. And I mean, your introduction to yourself on LinkedIn, you really are that inspirational creator, aren't you? That's not how you described yourself, but that is what you are. I mean, I guess who comes to my mind is Richard Branson, because that's what he does. He makes no apology that he just has the ideas and he has this trailblazer group behind him that just sort of someone's got the drum. Someone's got the recording, you know, it's all happening behind him as he just walks through going that over there and that's over there. I leap out of bed every morning with energy and inspiration for what lies ahead of me. And I just feel hugely lucky to be part of this journey of life and meet all the people I do. You want to know more about what's going on with Brainy Podcasts? packed with how-tos and general resources, go to our website, brainycast.com.